0: So this is the day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is our prayer that something is said or done to make your walk through this journey called life a little lighter and brighter. You can follow Pastor Wade at RealPastorWade on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He looks forward to walking with you on this journey together to breakthrough, victory, redemption. Pastor Wade is anointed and experienced in multiple areas of life. God uses him to have us look at our challenges in ways we may never have seen before. Now the moment we've all been waiting for, Pastor Wade Scarborough.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is an honor, and I'm telling you, I'm serious about that. It's an honor and privilege that you have taken the time out of your life to walk with me on this journey that we call life. For those that are joining us for the very first time, let me just say welcome. I do not take that lightly. You could be doing anything else, you know, especially because, you know, churches are online. There's so many other podcasts you could be listening to uh, at this moment, but you decided to take your time out of your life to listen to this show and join this conversation. I just want to say I appreciate you. And let me just tell you what This Is The Day is all about. We discuss uh, church topics uh, that the church does not talk about on a Sunday or at a Bible study or or shut down just from talking about it all together because of the sensitive nature of the subject. All of us, no matter what we think, feel or believe without judgment, will not be made to feel like your feelings or opinion are not valid. And we can have a free conversation, an honest conversation here on This Is The Day with Pastor Wade. Now, you know, there's a lot going on, I'm reminded of that Marvin Gaye song. What's going on? There's a lot going on right now in this world. I mean, we got the Rona, we got COVID, whatever you want to call it. We got that going on. We got just social injustice to black, brown, and beige people just all over the place. Uh, we got people just uh, having the lack of respect for each other uh, and it is at an all-time high just in general. Uh, the church is divided and paralyzed right now. Man, uh, Churches want to protect their brand name right now and and don't want to really say nothing they want to be politically correct we got evangelists for republicans and evangelists for democrats we got i I didn't know we were supposed to be a part of any uh political party right now we got people divided about uh the election everybody thinks 45 is the problem which he's really not the problem he only caters to a market that's the problem which is a prejudice market and then we got the the other side where now everybody is separated on uh this black woman that's which kind of she's a black woman east jamaican indian okay uh we'll give you that one and how that's divided uh our black culture right now so there is so much going on in this world and it's affecting how we treat one another in this moment in time ladies and gentlemen this is why this conversation is so important important at this moment in time because everything that's going on right now is affecting how we treat one another. We got people on all sides, mask, no mass. We got uh, people, Republican and Democrats, which that's the dumbest thing in the world because Republican Democrats are the same. They serve the same master. It's a dog and pony show, but people are divided over that. I know some, I didn't lost some friends already. And this is just the opening of the conversation, y'all. People really think that, that uh, Republican and Democrats are different. They serve the same cash machine. They serve the same master. They're part of uh, 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 allegiances always to the uh, corporations and things like that, which is why this country is ran. If you don't believe that corporations run this country, well, look at your birth certificate because that is a corporate certificate. It is supposed to yield each person born into the United States of America yields an average uh, supposed to yield about $600,000. So yes, even you're uh, part of the corporation. That's why you have a birth certificate. That's why you have a social security number, but that was free. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. I hope I enlightened somebody just on that fact. Look what's going on. So let's review right now because we have a lot to get into, but let's review, uh, our episode seven for those that have not, uh, uh, listened or been into joined our conversations before uh i urge you to listen to all the conversations that we've had uh we've had now seven episodes this is episode eight that you're listening to so you know what even if you just haven't listened to it why don't you maybe stop right here and then go start at episode one and come all the way? but if you want to just join this conversation and then go back you can do that too but they're all important i urge you to go back and listen to them Uh, And then also you can still uh, interact with me when you're not listening to them on uh, Real Pastor Wade, that's on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. And you can always interact with me. You can always uh, uh, say something, ask me something that you like or pose a question or I'll uh, interact with you. So that's always available to you because we're just not having a conversation for it to stop. This is a continue our uh, conversations because we want action. We want things to really change uh, in this world and how we treat one another is the key so let's review for our first time listeners right now uh we're going through uh the series of how to treat one another uh where uh we did command one command two now command two three and four was in episode seven which command three of how to treat one another we talked about admonish one another and we that was in romans 15 14 and it says and concerning you my brethren i myself am also convinced that you yourselves are full of goodness filled with all knowledge and able to also to admonish one another we also said in first thessalonians 5 14 and we urge you Brethren, uh, you know, I love brethren because we are all brethren always remember I says we are all brethren see I know we like to say well the brethren are people that are just in the body of Christ only really it Are we I think it's more than that because if we're brethren Uh if we all are a spirit We all live in a body and we have a soul which is mine We will all be brethren in that case because we would share that same thing. If you've been born of a woman, that means you are a spirit. You live in a body. You have a soul, which is a mind. So therefore we share that. So therefore that would make us brethren. I'm sorry. Somebody is messed up right now. We also talked about Colossians one twenty-eight, and it says, and we proclaim him admonishing every man and teaching every man with all wisdom that we may present every man complete in Christ. That word admonish uh, in the Greek word means not natatitito. See, don't try to don't try to pronounce these words, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, uh, these Greek words, these Hebrew words, Aramaic words, all these were Latin words. Listen but it's spelled uh for those all my academia out there that want to look it up for themselves uh it's spelled N O U T H E T O and it means to put in mind, to admonish, it also means to warn, it means to advise, it also means to instruct. Since the word has a broad range of meaning, it's sometimes more difficult to translate. Translators from various terms use it, like Paul did in 15:14, uh he used it as counsel. The NIV uh, use it as to instruct one another. Uh uh, also, the KGV uh, use it is as to admonish. Two things, however, we also said are required to make us able to be competent to warn, instruct, or counsel one another. We said first, we must be full of goodness. Yes, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we got to be full of goodness. And when you talk about being full of goodness, isn't it talking about the intent? Uh, why are you really doing things? Uh, you got to be full of goodness no ulterior motive. Uh, Paul teaches us that uh, believers at Rome were able to be competent or were able or competent because they were full of goodness. Goodness in the Greek word, here we go again, is agathosune. Whoa, that was better way. Come on now, somebody give me a high five on that one right there. Uh, That word in the Greek is spelled A-G-A-T-H-O-S-U-N-E. Which describes that which is good in its character and beneficial in its effect, at least in its goal or purpose. It becomes a synonym of Christ like character and motive. Manner and method. Isn't that what we're really talking about when we talk about how to treat one another? We're talking about uh, the motive, the manner, and the method. So uh, we're going to continue our conversation. Uh, also, when we talk about admonishment, it says uh, when doing uh, when done according to biblical guidelines is not judging others. Uh, I could just stop right there. We might as well take a pause for the call. I, and we just in reviewing. Anytime when... we. Uh, when it says not judging others and we are in a judgmental world my goodness if we would just stop judging others we would move forward just as a nation if black people would stop judging each other we can move forward as just a culture oh man I didn't lost some friends right One of the first guidelines was spelled out uh, by Paul to make sure uh, we're full of goodness. Uh, Also, uh, it says, putting it another way, we must make sure we clean up our own act before we try to help someone else clean up his act or her act. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, we gotta take the, the speck out of our eye, the log out of our eye before we try to take the speck that's out of our brother's eye let's try to clean up our own act see if we try to if we kill the enemy on the inside the enemy on the outside will go away Uh uh-oh 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 that just went over somebody's head right there let me tell you say that again if you kill the enemy on the inside or fix the enemy or heal the enemy on the inside the enemy on the outside will go away Number two, we also said they were also uh, complete in knowledge. Obviously, Paul is talking about an adequate knowledge of, of Scripture. Uh, interesting enough, when you talk about Apostle Paul preceded the one another commands in Romans fifteen fourteen with instructions regarding the issue of these questionable practices on which Christians very often di- to disagree. The instructions divide neatly of three sections. Remember, we said uh, warnings against judging one another. Uh, there are questionable issues. We also said warnings against hindering the spiritual growth and the, prog- the, the progression of one another by u- misusing our liberty or personal conviction on these issues. Like uh, we talked about last time, we said, stop forcing your issues on somebody else. Oh boy. Oh boy. They don't like me right now. That We, we hinder other people when we try to force our issues on other people. Uh-oh. Also, we said exhortation is uh, to imitate the savior by becoming a servant of one another by bearing one another's burdens. We got to carry each other's burdens, y'all. We share the same space. We got to live here. We got to live in this society. We got to live on this big blue marble. Matter of fact, we gotta live with the people in our community, your next door neighbors. Whether you live in a house or apartment or wherever you live, you gotta live with those people. They're in your proximity. Oh man, see, we all we always wanna break how we treat one another just down the culture. Well, if I'm, if I'm, a, I'm a Latino com- culture, uh, I just only I need to watch how I treat uh, just the Latino culture. No, because Latino culture has to share with the black culture. Black culture has to share with Latinos. L- Latino and black culture have to share with white people. We all have to share with Indians, Asians, Uh, any other uh, culture, we have to share it. So we got to watch how we treat one another. Also, we said in command four, uh, we said comfort and encourage one another. That was in Hebrews 3.13, but encourage one another day after day, as long it is still called today. Listen, that is major right there. All we have is today. We don't have tomorrow. Everybody talking about this election that's in November. We don't know if we're going to get to November. All we have is today. This is the day that the Lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it tomorrow will take care of itself let's worry about today and if we handle these issues of how to treat one another today that means our tomorrow will be great oh man I didn't lost some friends right now it also said Hebrews 10 24 through 25 and it says let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. Also 25 says not forsaking our own assembling together as to the habit of for some be encouraging one another and all the more as is uh, today. L- listen, listen y'all. Also we said the Greek word uh, is also used in passage translated as comfort. So we are supposed to comfort or encourage and that word for comfort and courage is parakaleo. Woo, I'm getting better. Y'all at these Greek words now, parakaleo, that's P-A-R. I mean, P-A-R a-k-a-l-e-o. It may mean depending on your context. Remember when I said uh, when uh, we look at scripture or uh, somebody wants to teach you anything, look at the context. And if they don't stick with the context or try to take it out of context, when you take that word text out of the word context, all you're left with is a con. So we don't try to con people here. We try to make sure that everybody understands the context that we're using everything in. So when you talk about that word comfort and encourage uh, in, in its context, it could mean to summon, to call to one's side, to give aid, then to exhort, to entreat, beseech, but is often used in a sense to strengthen or encourage or comfort or console as one who comes alongside to give aid, strength, comfort, and courage. It how it knows are the crux things of what we're supposed to do when we talk about how to treat one another is to give aid. That's what a minister is. Anytime somebody say I'm minister so-and-so, uh or they talk about a pastor shepherd deacon uh bishop it don't matter at the end of the day they're supposed to give uh, aid render service to each other also we're supposed to strengthen one another my goodness what if we just all strengthened and rendered aid to each other right now in this moment we got covid rona all that going on we got This matters. That matters going on. We got all that. I can't breathe. Say her name. We got all that going on right now. We got elections going on. But what if we just wanted to give aid to each other? What if we want to just strengthen each other, comfort each other uh, or or give each other courage? It means doing whatever is needed to bring courage into the lives of everyone or believers to encourage is to bring courage uh we also said uh we asked a question we said what are the primary means of encouragement we also said that it always means the primary means of encouragement is god's word of truth we also said encouragement comes from the remembering the testimony of our mentors uh we also said encouragement comes from helping others to recognize and to relate to god's pleasure his will we also said uh ultimately courage comes from uh reckoning on god's presence and knowing and we also said that one of the tools god uses to bring encouragement to others Is people themselves because God blesses through people y'all That's why we got to watch how we treat one another You could be missing your blessing based on how you treat your neighbor your neighbor could be ready to hand you what God has for you but because uh, The the way you treat them but because your attitude is poor what happens is God will unction them to be like Oh, no give it to somebody that's next to them in their proximity And the reason why he does that is so when you look at the blessing you'll be able to recognize and go wait a minute I recognize that, that should have been in mine. And you're absolutely, it should have been yours, but because of your attitude, because uh, how you treat your neighbor. See, what you didn't do was the first one was love the Lord your God with everything, all the heart, soul and mind. And then he said, the second is just like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And that goes into the golden rule, treat others as you want to be treated. So if we're not treating others as we want to be treated, you could be missing your blessing because you could be treating the wrong person wrong. therefore your blessing is gonna go to somebody else that's in proximity to you hey don't get mad at me I'm only a messenger I've seen it over and over again that's just how it works but this is why we have in these conversations this is why we're studying this together this is why we need to talk about this because trust me God blesses through people and you could be missing out on the big one the very one you've been praying for could be missing out on it because how you treat your neighbor. so That is a recap for all our people that have just joined our conversation. We love and appreciate you. Now we're going to move forward to command five and six. And for our new people, listen, we like to make sure we take off together. We always say make sure your seat and tray tables are in the upright positions. And then if you feel any turbulence, that's just God shaking everything at the root that does not belong on this plane. Now, if you're listening with somebody, look at them and tell them, Are you ready? Look back at them and tell them, I'm ready. Then let's go command five in top. how we treat one another is assembled together with one another. Ephesians 5 19 says speaking to one another in Psalms and in hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord Colossians 3 16 says let the word and the Christ uh, richly uh, dwell uh, within you. You all will with all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs uh, singing with thankfulness and hearts uh, to God. Hebrews 10:25 says, not forsaking our own assembling together. Uh-oh. Oh boy, y'all. Not forsaking our assembly together. So even through social distancing not forsaking the assembly together uh-oh i'm sorry i shouldn't say that right now i'm gonna get in trouble for right there because i you know people like to throw the scripture in well we got to obey the laws of the land well we're about to go into that as well because it definitely goes into how we treat one another and it also continues in hebrew ten twenty-five. it says as is the habit of some but encouraging one another and all the more as you see today drawing near listen the it's, it's important that we assemble uh, with one another, because if we don't assemble with one another, our ability to encourage one another is hindered. I know some people going to say, "Well, we got Zoom and uh, we got this Zoom, that Zoom, and all this social media, online stuff." But I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I told uh, some people already. Listen, if you go through the scriptures, a lot of people's healing was in the power of touch. Uh oh. Uh oh. So right now, even through social distancing. What happens is there are people right there out right now that have the spiritual gifts of healing right now. And because of this social distancing, because everybody's so afraid of whatever COVID is and whatever Corona is, because of that, some people are missing their healing because the healing is the power of the touch. And then we can't even get to touching each other because everybody wants to social distance. So we're forsaking the assembly of ourselves. So therefore that is affecting how we treat one another. Oh my goodness! I'm sorry. I'm in trouble right now. I'm just look, look, look. Don't, don't, don't. I hope I got some friends right now. I hope, I hope people didn't tune out right now. I, I, I just pray. I just hope that we're still in this conversation. Remember this. It says we do not, uh, we do great harm to ourselves and to others when we fail to come together to spend time together around the things uh, of Christ. Not only to worship and learn of him but also to minister to one another what i say minister means to serve and aid one another so we uh, uh, got social distancing going on and we were like oh stay away from me get away from me i got a mask on you can't even hear what i say i sound like bane from batman ruh, 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 through the mask i'm just saying it's interfering with how we treat one another how we serve one another god has given to the church the responsibility of re- restoring troubled discouraged people to deeper relationship with god and out of that to ministry in hurting the world I'm, let me give you a prime example, ladies and gentlemen. And some people ain't gonna like me after this, but here's a prime example right now of why social distancing doesn't work. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world when you just do what God says. There's a a, a, a pastor. His name is John MacArthur, John F. MacArthur. If you don't know him, he's the pastor and teacher of Grace Community Church. Uh, he's a conference speaker. He's well-renowned. Uh, he has a, a seminary called Masters University uh, Seminary. And now, Let me just put my disclaimer i know people's opinions of him. i know exactly what uh john mcarthur is i do not agree with a lot of things that mark john mcarthur does or may say like he some people call him he's a sensationism or sensationalist and that means that that's spelled c-e-s-s-a-t-i-o-n-i-s-m So sensationism Uh, and really, that's a Protestant doctrine that spiritual gifts such as speaking in tongues, prophecy and healing ceased with the apostolic age. So that is his belief. I don't I don't agree with that because I, I believe spiritual gifts are more alive today than ever. But here's the thing. He was trying to obey the quote unquote, I'm putting doing air bunny quotes in my in the air, ladies and gentlemen, of you know, not getting together. Let's let's do social distancing. Fine. If you don't want churches of hundred or more gathered together, or you don't want us to gather together, he was he was says, okay, I'll listen to that. But here's what happened: he would be uh, he started to film the services at his church. And then what happened is not by his invitation. Let me just say that. Not by his provocation, by provoking it, not by his invitation. People started to come just watching film so they can hear the word. And then next thing you know, he has a full service without him asking people, why? Because people wanted to hear the word, people gravitated anyway. So they were like, and then what he started to do, he says, oh, wow. They're, what am I going to do? What are you going to do? Turn these people away? These people are coming on their own volition, on their own free will. So then what he tried to do, he says, fine. For those that want to still come and then have their mask on stuff like that, he set up a, a tent outside so you could be separate if you want to do that. But he did not stop people coming. But you know why he can do that? Since all there, I got these so-called Christians right now want to throw in my face Romans 13, talking about submit and obey the laws of the land. Well... Your First Amendment right, ladies and gentlemen, and I'll read it because a lot of people don't know what their First Amendment right is. It says, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of press or the right of the people peaceably assemble and to petition the government for redress or of grievance. Ladies and gentlemen, all he did for all my people that want to say,
0: obey the laws of the land, obey the
1: laws of the land, shut it. If you knew the laws of the land, you would know that your first amendment right says you can gather regardless. And there is nothing the government can do, especially if you do it peaceably so next christian or next person that want to throw that scripture in my face you need to call me and i might not take your call because when you start talking that garbage go back to the first amendment what this quote unquote i'm doing bunny quotes that i'm holding up in the air they're trying to make john MacArthur stop assembling people and he's not even doing it on purpose people want it they're gravitating toward it and then i thought this was a free country So what, if people are willing to, if if quote unquote, they wanna risk their life and they wanna still commune, that's up to them. They have every right to do that. I thought this was America. But last thing I check is everybody's trying to listen to Dr. Fauci. Oh, I'm sorry, is he even a real doctor? I'ma leave that alone. Or the CDC, another federal government. They wanna listen to all that for the same things that one doctor says, the opposite says. But I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, there is no way that we can social distance because, how we treat one another is about assembling together. If we're gonna encourage one another, if we're gonna admonish one another, if we're gonna strengthen one another, we have to be around one another. We gotta be in proximity and I'm not talking through the social media, I'm not talking through Zoom, I'm not talking through none of that. You have to be around people. That is the way we're created. That is the way how 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 God how we know that somebody loves the Lord truly is how they treat us. And right now, in this moment, the way everybody's treating other, each other, the way all everybody's on different sides right now, the enemy, yes, there's an enemy is winning. And we're helping the enemy win by not stopping and taking a look. That Is it more important on how I treat one another or is it more about self-preservation? Oh, I'm gonna leave that alone. So I applaud what John MacArthur is doing. He's, look, he's stepping out on faith. He's saying, listen, I'm not making anybody do anything. I'm still putting the word out like he's supposed to. And people are coming to congregate uh, anyway by their own choice. When did we stop taking away people's choice in this country? Now. That's why this is a precursor, ladies and gentlemen, to the end times. When when you don't take the mark of the beast, when they won't let you shop, when they won't let you buy or sell, because if you don't have the mark, if you don't do exactly what the enemy wants, what the devil wants, this is a precursor to that. That's why we better get how we treat one another down right now in this moment, or we will suffer the consequences later. Oh boy, I don't have any friends right now, but you know what? Let's keep going also remember church life involves people getting together people in contact with other people whether in small groups or huge sanctuaries whether in praise meetings or teaching classes whether in evangelistic campaigns or worship services when any emphasis in our church life interferes at all with our effort to better understand the resources of christ and to more effectively minister to the needy people then the church has lost its way the church is the people and they're God's people. So if we're extension of God's hand and wait a minute, in the middle of all of this is going on right now, we keep asking for God to show up. So God shows up through people. <laughs> so if you're social distancing, you're also social distancing from God. Because he shows up through people, your healing is going to come through somebody else. Because why? It's not just about you getting your blessing. The person, the the Bible says one planet, one water, but God gave the increase. So that means also whoever's doing the planting, whoever's doing the watering. Uh, And whoever you guys are focused on, not only that person that gets blessed, who you're planting and watering in, but the person that's planting and the person that's also doing the water gets blessed because God gives the increase to everybody. That's why we got to watch how we treat one another. See, God is not trying to get us individually uh, blessed. He's trying to make sure that uh, everybody is part of the miracle. Everybody is part of his plan, but treating one another is the crux of everything. The the Bible, Jesus said that these two, the law and the prophets hang on these two things. Love the Lord your God with everything, heart, soul, and mind. And the second is just like it. Love your neighbor as yourself, which is connected to the golden rule. Treat others as you want to be treated. I don't have no more friends. I think I should just stop the show right now and just pack it up because people are mad at me. Because listen, if you're going to listen to This Is The Day With Pastor Way, you're going to get the truth. I mean, unfettered, unadulterated truth, unfiltered. It's gonna. I'm just going to tell you what it is. I'm going to keep it in context with you. And I'm just going to tell you what it is. It's up to you to make the choice. You have to choose. Didn't God say, this day I set before you, life and death, you choose. Wait a minute. Let me, let me go back there again. It says, this day I set before you, life and death, you choose. When did we stop being able to make choices for ourselves? And God gave us by divine right, uh, our ability to choose. Oh man, they don't like me right now also it says when the central dynamic of uh living in relationship with god and each other is made secondary to concern for better facilities or expanded programs or more staff see this is a problem too what's going on with the church a lot of the church want to protect their brand name uh, uh worry about buildings and facilities and programs and stuff like that and we can't even just do the basics of how we treat one another I didn't lost some friends right there right now, but it's all good. It's all good. We want to, we want to just make sure we have the programs and facilities and stuff like that. And then also it says then quietly enriching and soul stirring excitement of life in Christ to the numb, to the numb Christian life is in danger of being reduced depending on the personality of leadership, either a pep rally for Jesus or an irritating set of restrictions. Oh my God. Oh, my God, that just speaks for itself right there. I'm going to leave that alone right now because I am in so much trouble right now. I am in deep water right now. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I only care what God really thinks right now. And I hope that whatever you're listening to, that it gets ingrained in your spirit, that you make the choice. Study it for yourself. Look at your relationship with God. What is God telling you? Don't listen to Pastor Wade. Just say, listen, I'm only a messenger. Only just take what you need and then find out for yourself. Ask God for yourself. He wants you to look through all the garbage that's going through, all the stuff that's in the airways right now. And he's trying to develop a relationship with you. He's calling everybody right now that will listen. That is what's going on in this moment. In the moment of COVID, Corona, Black Lives Matter, This Lives Matter, I can't breathe, all that stuff. Election, he's calling everybody right now that is willing to listen. And there are some people that are monumentally being blessed because they're working on how they treat each other. They're working how they treat one another. They're, they're, what's happening is people are sending, are are blessing them uh, because they're they're treating one, uh, treating each other with respect, love. They're encouraging, they're strengthening one another, and then they're being rewarded for their kindness. And that's what people don't get in this dispensation. Oh, I'm just going to isolate and quarantine, okay? And that's your choice and do what you gotta do. But I'm just telling you, you're missing out on the bigger picture of what God is doing. God is in the midst of the storm. Jesus walked on water in the midst of the storm, not on the outside of the storm, in the midst of the storm. And I'm telling you, if we treat one another and just do it the way God says and not listen to just the government and Dr. Fauci and the CDC and all that kind of stuff and Black Lives Matter and this might matter. I'm telling you, if we do it God's way, I'm telling you, all this stuff will go away. I guarantee it. Do you know pandemics, and this is free, do you know pandemics happen all through the Bible and there was no such thing as social distancing during that time? Uh-oh, I'm gonna leave that alone. You can do your own research on that one. Ah, Hebrews 10.25 says, warns us against failing to assemble ourselves together. But this is not the primary focus of this passage. The main verb and injunction, which is command, is seen in verse 24. And it says, let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. But the translation in the NASV and the NIV obscure the thrust of this command with the word how. Literally, in the Greek text says, much as the KGV reads, but that's the King James Version, says, let us consider one another to stimulate or incite or promote to love and good works. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we got to stimulate, folks. We got to incite, we got to promote love. Of, of one another how we treat one another we're not promoting that right now everybody is promoting their Everybody everybody's inciting riots right now everybody is inciting division uh, uh protests right now instead of stimulating love and how to treat one another if we would start to promote that good god almighty What would our world look like right now? What would our society look like right now? What would our community look like if we just incite love and how we treat one another? Oh my goodness, instead of making people wrong for what they believe. Ah, my goodness, why God won't let me go right now. Next thing, it says, consider, is the Greek word, and here's another one for you, kanta nonio. Ooh, I like that one too. And that is spelled K-A-T, A-N-E, I mean, I'm sorry, K-A-T-A-N-O-E-O. And that means to consider attentively, perceive, observe. The text is calling us to notice and pay attention to people, not to be judgmental. But that we might perceive one another's moods, pain, and needs. Now, you may ask yourself, why? That we might minister, hear that word minister again, which means to render service or aid to those needs with a listening ear. We can stop right there. A listening ear. We have no listening ear right now. I see all day. I hate going on my social medias right now. I see all day in people's uh, news feeds all day that nobody is listening to each other. Everybody is talking at each other and then god forbid you say something that people don't agree with oh my god everybody on your own page which is supposed to be your social media platform is attacking you on your own page (laughs) not even listening and then people have to feel they have to correct themselves and explain what their opinion and i find that really interesting that nobody is listening to each other so listening ear also a caring heart we have none of that right now a caring heart are you serious right now? There's a handful of people that have really a caring heart at this moment. Like uh, uh, one of our, uh, we have a thing called Beyond the Walls uh, in our in our ministry a California Worship Center. And so we have uh, one of our, our heads of, of the ministry, her name is Sister Rose. And Sister Rose says, even during all of this, they still find a way. Oh my God, good God Almighty, y'all better listen to me. They still find a way to go out there and make sure they feed people. Anyway, <laughs> just because we're in the middle of a pandemic don't mean that we need to stop doing what uh, other people need or caring for the needs of the people. But right now, people are stopped doing that. They just want you to give food to food banks and stuff like that. Nobody wants to really take part of it because self-preservation is now kicked in. Oh, I gotta preserve my life. Oh boy, I right, let me let that alone. Also, next thing, a helpful word, man. There is no helpful words right now. You can find that very far and few between right now, a helpful word right now. I mean, coming from anywhere right now. Oh boy, let me leave that alone. Also, so in turn, this means we help them experience the sufficiency of Christ. They can become ministering people uh, themselves in true Christ-like living. The how element comes about in this verse that follows. It says, not forsaking, our own assembly together and then also it says by encouraging one another in the context that uh, assembled fellowship whether in small groups or in large gatherings so I just had a. Uh, I just came from a gathering just over the weekend. Uh, we had a. It was a small group of us that uh, got together, uh, and and look, nobody had any uh, uh, was scared of anything, all that kind of stuff. But it felt so good to fellowship. Do you know we didn't leave uh, from each other's presence till like two thirty in the morning? Are you serious? We was just up and we was just talking about the word. We was just having a good time and and we was just fellowshipping, not worrying about if folks got masks on this and talk. We was talking about every issue that's going on right now and we was using the word to do it, but it felt good to do that. And we felt so empowered after we left. Nobody really wanted to go home. That's the power of assembly right there. And guess what, even if somebody had an issue, we could sit there and lay hands on them and we can pray for them right in that moment without fear. And that's the power of of how we treat one another, how if we assemble together, somebody can get exactly what they need. My goodness, so often we gather together for events at church or meet in the parking lot or the foyer of the church before or after the service. The words we speak are often just surface words that lack little power or meaning because we aren't truly listening and paying attention to each other. We often fail to ask questions of true concern and consequence. There is a failure to really consider one another in the sense as of Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. We face the problem of service community that hides behind personal fears and apathy. We put up defensive layers. We keep people at a distance because of our fears of rejections or failure. But God, oh my goodness, but God is calling us to break out of this, to become a ministering people, which means service or to render aid. my goodness. Somebody need to let me know if they my friend right now. Just just go to my Facebook. That's real Pastor Wade, way to spell W-I-D, man. Just man. Just let me know if you're my friend. Just let me know if, if I'm on target. Are you getting it? These are not just my words. I'm only trying to speak the heart of God. That's the only thing I'm doing. Keeping it in context with the word. I'm only telling you true facts of what's going on. This day, God sets before you life and death. You choose. Everything I say, it's up to you to choose whether you receive it or you can deny it. It doesn't matter, it's, it won't be my problem. I'm just telling you, we, it, we'll get through this if we all do it together. And how we treat one another is the key. Let's go on to Command 6. And we almost done, ladies and gentlemen. It says Command 6 is means to bear one another's burden. See, 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 see. We need to bear one another's burden. Galatians six two says, bear one another's burdens, and thus fulfill the law of Christ. The context of this verse, here we go, of that context again of this verse is that of reaching out to people to help a fellow believer or even a non-believer with a problem. Also, no doubt, this is one of the most difficult tasks God has given us. We naturally shy away from this. It is much easier to do almost any of the other uh injunctions or commands but this one is a vital responsibility for the spiritual health of the person even of the church when done according to the directives of this passage one here's some of the expectations we should not miss the close connection between six one through five and the preceding chapter which has uh contrasts the works of the flesh with the fruit of the spirit uh uh, spiritual control life just what does it mean to have spirit control life that is characterized by love joy peace patience kindness and goodness. To those who might think of the Spirit-controlled, quote-unquote, life primarily in terms of a more self-centered concerns like personal satisfaction, emotional uh, experiences, personal development, or realizing one's potential, Paul's words may come as an awakening shock, not what we might expect. For the apostle quickly turns our attention to concerns that are uh, orient- orientated toward others the burdens of others those facing difficulty with the life dominating of sin and the use of our finances to minister to those who have ministered to us it is easy listen to me now watch this it is easy to talk about the fruit of the spirit while doing very little about it oh my goodness i can stop right there it's easy to talk about the fruit of the spirit when you talk about love patience kindness meekness humbleness uh self-control gentleness oh it's easy to talk about those things but to do something about it to actually do it it's like during this time right now this is why how we treat one another is so very important we're putting all those things aside right now and then the mask you know what we're doing really is we're really like hiding behind that behind the mask without really doing the stuff that really matters. Now, I'm not saying don't make sure that you and your family are healthy or safe. Listen, that's your prerogative. I'm not gonna make you wrong for that. Just like you shouldn't make anybody wrong that doesn't wear a mask, you shouldn't do that. What we should do is concentrating and making sure that we're still expressing love. And, And let me tell somebody this, Just because the commercial says it doesn't make it so when it says if somebody doesn't wear a mask, they don't love you. That is so not the truth. That is straight from the pit of hell and that is straight from the devil. That is not true at all. They just have a different perspective. They have a difference of opinion than you you do. Everybody has the same inaccurate information. Uh Oh, I'm sorry. We do, we all have the same inaccurate information. Matter of fact, some information is true, some information is false, it's just all all over everywhere. We all have that same information. Some people choose to believe it, some people choose not to believe it. So let's not make each other wrong for it. But what we can do is we still can express love, patience, kindness, meekness, gentleness, self-control. We can still express that and work on that even through all of this. Now you see why it's so important that we make sure how we treat one another in this moment Because we'll be able to listen better. We'll be able to hear better hear each other better we'll be able to decipher between all the foolishness foolishness if we just get on one accord oh man I, I feel like i lost some more friends right now i feel like i'm just talking to myself it's just me all by myself just me and jesus in this room that's why that's why he said goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and i should dwell in the house of the lord forever so i'm never alone but i see what john felt on the island of patmos when he got revelation jesus is lonely out here also The situation of verse one that sets the stage for the injunction to bear one another's burden is hypothetical, but very real kind of situation any believer might face. That of another believer who finds himself trapped by some area of sin. Also, the thought is that someone running from sin, but sin being faster, overtakes and and catches him or her. Two passages show how the legalists responded to such. Now, the question is, what is the Christian or the non-believer to do. How are we to handle the need? Paul gives us the responsibility plus the qualification. He says one, one of the things we must do is contrast in persons, only the spiritual. He said Paul's words, you who are spiritual, which is Uh, Summatikos, which is, well, well, it's not sumo, I'm sorry, it's Pneumatikos, which is P-N-E-U-M-A-T-I-K-O-S, of that which belongs to or is activated by the spirit, teaches us that only the spiritual, those Whose lives are truly controlled by the Spirit, which is in 5, 1 through 26 of Galatians, and who possess both the attitudes and actions of this palace are qualified to carry out this difficult and important responsibility. Next thing is talking about uh, the contrast and aim to restoration versus censure. Uh, And censure is uh, C E N S U R E. uh, And that's in 6, 1 A. We are then shown the goal in view. The restoration of the sinning brother to a place of growth and victory over overcoming sin. See, we need to help people be overcomers, y'all, in this moment. Not help people be more victims, but help people become overcomers. Restore is the Greek word... Katar tizo. Oh, I like that. Which is K A T A R T I Z O, a term used mending nets, which you find in Mark 119 of training students, which you'll find in Luke 640, and and also in secular Greek is a medical term for setting a fractured bone. Uh-oh. Ladies and gentlemen, our society, our churches, everything is so fractured right now. We need to set it again. Oh my goodness. Did you catch that? Part of this whole thing we're going through is a time for restoration. See, one thing people don't understand is 2020 is a year of redemption, restoration and reward. What happens is we need to get to the restoration part because redemption is coming. Deli- de- redemption means deliverance or rescue. So now we're in the middle of something, we're gonna have deliverance and rescue. Now, the next part of this, uh, what's going on in the year of 2020, that's why people say, let's just get rid of 2020. Let's just move on from, it. let's go to 2021. No, let's continue 2020. Cause you know what? I'm looking forward to my uh, redemption, restoration and reward. It's restoration time. We got to set this bone again. Because this society right now, this government right now, our world right now is fractured right now. What is wrong in the life of the sinning believer needs to be mended or set straight with a view of spiritual growth and Christ-like character. Ladies and gentlemen, we got some work to do. We got people that still need to come uh, and are being drawn by God right now. We need to be that bridge to help them to get from where they are to where God needs them to be no matter what culture they are, no matter what they've been through. But if we let the circumstances or the challenges of the storm get in the way of what God is doing, then that rendered, renders us all powerless. God is still going to do what he got to do. But don't you want to be a part of the miracle? Don't you want to be the extension of God's hand? Well, it's time for us to do it and step up and take our rightful place. Next thing, it said contrast in attitude, which is humility versus pride. The spirit of gentleness itself, a fruit of the spirit in 523 of Galatians, is to be the controlling sphere in which this work of restoration is to be done. The Greek word here is uh, parathous, and that's that's spelled P-R-A-U-T-E-S, and that means meekness. Humility, uh, considerateness, and gentleness. Meekness or humility looks at the inward attitude, while gentleness looks at its outward manifestation in the relationship with others. The Greek word was used in secular Greek of horses that were gentle and under the control of their masters. It describes power under control. Verse 3 draws our attention more pointly to the concept of humility. In the spirit of humility, considering our own potential, lest we too are tempted We are delicately to seek to restore the sinning Christian whenever we help uh, one another who has sinned or we are in danger of seeing ourselves as better or his or her judge rather than as being one with them in natural tendencies with the same possibility of sinning. Ladies and gentlemen, we've all sinned and fallen short. And nobody in this moment is better than the other. Listen. And if we get that down right now, I don't care what white people, what that generation that started everything did to Native Americans, to uh, Latinos, my Mexican brothers and sisters, and also to the black community. There's a point now that, yeah, what happened then was very sinful. And we're still today holding on to those sins of the past. We have now got to come together and do it God's way. That is the only way to really heal what's going on in this nation right now, in this moment right now. We've all fallen short in sin, but it's time to move forward. It's time to step forward. But guess what? The only way we can do that is together. And one of the last things, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm gonna close with this. We gotta understand this. The burden to bear versus one who who spreads gossip. Serving others by helping them bear their burdens fulfills the law of Christ. The command to love one another in the example of the Savior himself, which is in Romans 15, 1 through 3, the word bear, B-E-A-R, is the Greek word uh, bastazo, b-a b-a. S-T-A-Z-O, which means one, to take up with the hands, lift up or two, to take up in order to carry or bear what is burdensome and then to endure or three, to bear, to carry in the sense of to sustain, uphold, support. Ladies and gentlemen, sustain, uphold, support. Sustain, uphold, support. Can everybody say it with me? We gotta sustain, uphold and support each other in this moment. See, people are called. Uh, Christians are really called to come alongside a brother to give support, to help by sharing the load when life is dominating them, uh, as far as sinfully or oppressed by life. Burdens is also uh, baros, b-a-r-o-s, means weight, a heavy load. It refers to an excessive burden which needs the aid of others. In contrast, which is means load, which is a different Greek word. The self-examination versus condemnation. The remedy for self-conceit. Is found in verse four. Here we are told to examine our own work or actions. Examine means doki mazo, which, ooh, I'm getting good at this y'all, D-O-K-I-M-A-Z-O, to test with a view uh, to approval. This means that rather than comparing him or herself with others, he should step back and take an objective look at himself or herself and their accomplishments then can take pride in himself over what God has done and through his life. The Greek word kachamio or kachamit, kachamicha, K-A-U-C-H-E-M-A, rendered, means pride, means personal exaltation, not sinful pride. Regarding, in verse 5, The Christian does, in fact, test himself by carrying his load. This does not uh, contradict verse two because the reference there is is to heavy crushing loads uh, or bear more than a a man could bear without help. In this verse, a different Greek word is uh, fort- fortition, uh, P-H-O-R, uh, no, P-H-O-R-T-I-O-N, is used to designate the pack, usually just carried by a marching soldier. It is the burden Jesus assigned to his followers. There are certain christian responsibilities or burdens each believer must bear which cannot be shared with others jesus assured his disciples that such burdens were light ladies and gentlemen we as believers have a responsibility to impact this nation have a responsibility through all this foolishness, through everything, no matter what the airways say, no matter what the government say, we have the spirit of the Lord with us. We have the way God has done things and being right in our favor. What we got to do is be able to strengthen each other, support each other, encourage one another. And if we can do that with each other, we can infect this world. See, everybody is affected what's going on right now, but a lot of people are being infected or be in, letting it infect their faith, their belief. But what we can do as real believers is just because we're in the middle of the storm, even the disciples, when Jesus walked on water and Peter walked on water uh, with him, they were all in the middle of the storm. So they were affected by it, but only one didn't let the storm infect them. And that's what's going on in this world right now. People not only are being infected by what they call the coronavirus, but people's faith are being infected. People's eyesight, the way they see each other, are being infected. People, how we treat one another, is being infected. And not for the good, but for the worse. We have a responsibility, ladies and gentlemen, to get through this storm together. See, what I love about Peter and the boat, and when jesus walked on water is peter is god jesus was never coming for the boat he was never coming for the disciples in the storm he was coming to meet them on the other side to celebrate with him see god through this storm wants to meet us on the other side of the storm to celebrate because yea as we walk through this valley of the shadow of death we shall fear no evil for he is with us thy rod and thy staff shall comfort us thou preparest the table in the presence of our enemies and then he anoints our head with the oil and then surely goodness surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life and we all shall dwell in the house of the lord forever ladies and gentlemen i pray You enjoyed our time together as much as I did. I know it was a tough one. I hope you still love me because you know what? I love you. Thank you for tuning in to episode eight how to treat one another i thank you for all the support and responses new episodes will release every thursday on itunes and spotify at 9 a.m pacific standard time please remember to subscribe and don't just listen to these episodes just once get them ingrained in your spirit remember faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of god also for anything to become a habit psychologically takes 60 to 90 days 66 to be exact remember in all by getting get understanding, and then practice implementing what you have have learned and heard. Applying how we treat one another is the only way we can turn it around for good. A special thanks to my man, KC, Kevin Clayton at I Am Music Group for producing this show, Erica Duff for the artwork, the Flow Therapy Morning Show with Coco B. and Frank Nitty on the Uncommon Gospel Radio Network, Alex Teamer, aka A-Team, uh, for the baseline. Happy birthday, bro. You just had a birthday that just passed. Happy birthday to you. Pastor Warren Campbell, that's my dude right there. That's my pastor, Lena Bird miles for This Is The Day intro. Get up mornings with Erica Campbell. That's my uh, first lady, y'all. Erica Campbell, listen to her show as well. A special shout out to all the California Worship sip family in North Hollywood. Remember, to subscribe to This Is The Day on whatever podcast platform you use. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at RealPastorWade, and Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. And remember to post any subject titles you would like discussed on This Is The Day Facebook page or feedback on your Instagram stories or my Instagram stories uh, and whatever your, the thoughts of your con- about our conversation were. Always remember, God believes in you and so do I. Till next time, this is the
0: day. This is always the day for breakthrough, victory, redemption. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to This is the Day with Pastor Wade on any podcast platform that you use. You can interact with Pastor Wade with questions, comments, or subject titles you would like discussed. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade, that is Real Pastor W A I D on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.